this week we finally start to feel some direct energy and forward motion, dot, dot, dot. Well, sort of. We're going to get into all of this and more, including Friday the 13th and the origin of it and why this is indeed not an unlucky day. Quite the opposite is a very blessed day to honor and celebrate the moon and the divine feminine. Of course, it was made to seem unlucky by the patriarchy and powers that be. Hashtag on brand. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my baddies. It is Maddie Murphy. It is she. You're a cosmic consultant, you're a high vibe hype woman. So excited to talk about all of that and more and give you the Astro 411. We have a good week. It's good. We're, we're moving forward. We have some waking up, moving a little bit, but don't get up and start sprinting. Mm-mm. That's how we pull a mystical muscle. We've been in retrograde, retrograde, retrograde. It's like sitting with your legs crossed. Has anyone ever sat? on the floor with your legs crossed for hours and you go to stand up and you literally like fall over. You're like, whoop, nope, can't feel my legs. That's kind of what retrograde energy is when stations direct, especially with Mars. And I also, I didn't even get my Virgo announcements yet and I'm just jumping into it. Just want everyone to know Mars going direct, good, but also technically it's a malefic planet. When it goes direct, it doesn't mean like all of our problems go away. One, it might take us a little while to feel it in terms of our internal motivation. It may manifest more quickly in the outside world as like pent up aggression, all the stuff that like we couldn't let out during Mars retrograde. So just keep your head on a swivel, take deep breaths, mind your business, drink some water and just don't get involved in the drama mama. Okay. So anyway, I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy breaking down. WTF is happening in the stars. How does it affect us here on earth? How can we work with this planetary energy to be in a space where we align with our highest and hottest self? That's what we're going to do here. Before we talk about Mercury and Mars stationing direct, we're going to talk about if astrology isn't real. Prince Harry, obviously, we're going to talk about him today. We're going to talk about the moon Friday the 13th, all good things. Before, I just wanted to say first and foremost, thank you to everyone who came to the Astrology of 2023 webinar. It's our third year doing it, and it sort of feels like this amazing ritual to kick off the year. It's not just like looking at the astrology, but there's something about getting together. It feels like we're co-conspirators together, checking out, okay, this is the blueprint, the map for the year. This is how we're going to work with things. And it sort of like shifts the energy for me. So thank you to like everyone who came and gathered, everyone who's catching the recording. If you missed it, you know, we're going to have it available to purchase for the replay on our website. Uh, We have some goodies that go along with it. And I think it was my favorite one yet. We just had a blast and we really worked on making this webinar 
full of like cosmic RXs, full of ways to understand and pop in some information so you can understand how these transits, the big ones for the year, the Saturn in Pisces, the Jupiter in Taurus, the Pluto in Aquarius, et cetera, et cetera, how that is affecting your chart in particular, breaking it down, real life lingo, you know? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. We had so much fun. I'm recording this the night of. So if I sound a little tired, I'm like happy, tired, like depleted. I left it all in the field, right? We're just like, whew, what a journey. So thank you. Check it out. If you want your whole guide map to the next year ahead and other Virgo announcements, thank you. Some of you have been DMing me that you like didn't sign up for the waitlist for the, my mentorship. I was going to send out the email this week, but I got really in a Virgo hole of research about this astrology. So I will be sending out that email to my waitlist on Friday. So if you haven't signed up, you still have a shot. You still have a chance. Apologies. I wanted to get on that a little sooner, but it's retrograde, y'all. <laughs> Listen, just because I'm a cosmic consultant doesn't mean I'm immune to the planetary energy. I've learned that the hard way the past few years, many times over. So. I think that's it in terms of Virgo announcements. I really just want to thank everyone for your support, your continued support of the podcast and being here and coming to these workshops and webinars. It's so fun to hang out live with you. If you're not a member of our Cosmic RX Plus community, go join, hang out. We like, if, if I mean, don't, not in a pressure way, but in an invitation. Doing the astrology webinar made me realize like, again, just how important it is to work with the astrology on the macro, but then working with the lunar, the new moons, the full moons, it's kind of a way of like feeding, right? These intentions for our larger vision for the year. So if you want some support, if you want some extra magic in your year, come on over. It's so fun that we have a place to gather that's not a Facebook group. That is like my favorite part of our community for sure, is that I get to hang out with this amazing cool people from all over the world and we don't have to log on to like Zuckerberg's uh, weird website. Oh, oh my goodness. I did my baddie bundle winner. Okay. This is for someone to win three free months of that community I just mentioned and three free months to our daily cosmic RX texting. All right. We have from Ben Ben three, seven, four, eight, four, eight. My favorite new podcast, exclamation mark. I have often struggled finding a spiritual astrological educator that aligns with my faith and beliefs. The Cosmic RX and Maddie have made blending faith and astrological seasons and trends a superpower for me. Yay! I feel so in touch and encouraged by her updates and teachings. There's so much insight and encouragement through the heavy and light seasons. She always puts such a positive spin on what's happening on our earth, which is so refreshing. <laughs> That's good. She also gives such great advice on how to navigate through your life at your highest light frequency. I stumbled upon this page and podcast about four months ago, and I'm so grateful I did. If you're on your light journey, defining your purpose, understanding yourself more fully, you need to follow and listen to this podcast. You won't regret it. What a review. What a gorgeous. I also love if you're on your light journey. That's a great way of just talking about life. Well, thank you, Ben Ben. DM me um, to get your code for the three free months. And if you want to come hang out and this podcast has just done something to just add a little sparkle to your life, go leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. I super appreciate it. I know it's like hard to do things. I have so many things on my to-do list every day that I like forget about. 
So I appreciate everyone who just has the focus and the follow through to do that and leave a review. It means a lot to your girl. So let's talk about shifting gears to the if astrology isn't real. Looking back last week, first of all, (laughs) vibe check, wellness check. How are we doing after that cancer full moon? Oh my goodness. I am right behind on my DMs. The DMs lit up like they were just popping off um, this weekend. And I did connect with some of you or some people in the community. You know, we had a great cosmic boss call on Monday and you're just checking in. It just seems like everyone went through it, cleared something, something came up, something was really hard. Like the cancer full moon brought a lot up. Someone DM me, I do it back and find it. I just saw it briefly. They said that they read somewhere that the Capricorn new moon felt more like a full moon and the cancer full moon felt like a new moon more. I thought that was interesting. I kind of get what whoever originally wrote that was saying. Something with the cancer full moon, it feels like something like popped, like woof. But I guess that's kind of what a full moon does. But it did feel, it is. It, it's, it's our, you know, last full moon of the lunar year. We begin uh, the lunar new year, you know, on the Aquarius new moon, at least in a lot of um, Eastern Asian traditions. But yeah, that cancer full moon, oof, it was intense, but it cleansed me. But yeah, she was intense. So just checking in, letting know if that was a lot for you, if old things come up from the past, if you had family things come to the forefront, safety, security issues, just things you thought you were over, you're not alone. The cancer full moon during the double retrograde, yikes. So uh, let, let's see what happened in the collective. How did the collective do with that uh, astrology? Okay, there was a few things I felt very Cancerian around the Cancer full moon, and of course, very double retrograde happening. And the first thing that I must address is just everything going on with Prince Harry and this memoir. So obviously, during this whole Mars Gemini cycle, I mean, that began August 20th, but during the retrograde that began October 28th, we've seen a lot from Harry and Meghan. I think I brought it up here briefly, but it just keeps, the astrology just keeps astrology you know if you missed it obviously harry has memoir i think it came out today actually and um broke you know records for sales but parts of it were leaked earlier in the week which is obviously very mercury retrograde very south node and scorpio all of that and i think what's interesting is that when the whole harry and megan thing started i think everyone was like you didn't like megan thought all this drama started with megan And under this Mars in Gemini, Mars being about fighting and conflict and aggression and war, combat in Gemini, which rules communication, words, but siblings, we're realizing that these issues went way deeper and they're more about him and William. And of course, it also sounds like just a lot of his own unprocessed trauma and grief over the loss of his mother who obviously is one of our cancer icon queens, Princess Di. But it was just very, the astrology was just very literal to me watching it. Harry, like me, has Chiron and Gemini at eight degrees. And right as Mars was crossing over that is when all of these like things were leaked about, you know, William and him getting a physical altercation, um, a scuffle. Really, like, it, it was like the gloves came off. Obviously, the royals keep things very close to the chest. And even in like the leaking of certain things with Harry and Meghan, there still felt like a certain level of like decorum. We're not going to like name names. We're not going to go there. And then Mars crossed that Chiron and Gemini and things just came out. And 
again, like some of the stuff in the news, the articles, the headlines I saw were like this very like militant language. It was like Prince Charles sets up a war room to deal with the fallout. King Charles, sorry, sorry, not Prince Charles, King Charles, my bad. King Charles says like uh, willing to reconcile with Prince Harry, you know, as a way of avoiding open warfare for years to come. And I thought that language, right, was very Mars and Gemini, very Mars retrograde. Now, here's the thing, some of my takeaways. If I was the cosmic consultant to Prince Harry or, you know, Meghan, I'd be like, I don't know if I would want to release this during a double retrograde. This is not to say the sales aren't going to do well. They already are, obviously. But more about the words I feel like are getting a little twisted or certain things are kind of being a little misunderstood or I think some of his interviews, in general, people I think are a little fatigued or, or something, but I do think it's important. Again, if I was Prince Harry's astrologer, I'd be like, no, it is important, I think, to tell your story, to tell your side of things. I think he's been holding on to a lot of this for a long time. But, you know, releasing a book during a double retrograde, clearly we can tell when someone doesn't have an astrologer. Neptune's across from his son, like me, which can cloud his judgment. And Uranus is opposite his midheaven, bringing up big changes to his home life, to his public image. And essentially, this whole story with her watching unfold is absolutely about Prince Harry, but it's also, I think, going to inform a little bit of what we're about to experience with Pluto and Aquarius. Pluto and Aquarius is a transit that does not favor institutions like the monarchy, right? Like monarchy, we think about in the Zodiac, is very associated with Leo. Pluto's opposite that in the sign of Aquarius. And there's something about all of this I don't really know, and I don't really want to like venture a guess right now, but it feels like, yeah, like it is. It's sort of like the first like real crack in the like perfect facade and curated image of the royals in, in this way that's been done at this level. Obviously, there's always been like the tabloids and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I just thought this whole thing was just very Mars and Gemini. This like story of these two brothers divided, the air and the spare. I didn't even know that term before all of this. But I'm always just you know, sending love, sending love, sending healing energy to Harry, to William. I'm obviously very close to my siblings. It makes me upset, but I also completely understand it. So obviously Cancer Full Moon, also Harry, a lot of, obviously much of his journey was fueled by the emotional connection and loss from his mother. Segwaying into a different type of cancer energy that we saw this week, this whole thing with Kevin McCarthy was so wildly, like the fights breaking out, like what? So again, briefly, if you missed it, the house last Friday turned basically into like a barroom brawl after another failed vote to elect a speaker as the Republicans held back, like, you know, the Republicans were having their own issues, lots of drama there, lots of discordance. And there's this like viral clip of like someone like pulling someone's head back and McCarthy's clashing with uh, Matt Gates, And obviously the whole thing was very dramatic, very, it almost felt like stage because it just felt so bizarre. But I did look at Kevin McCarthy's chart and he does have a natal Mercury Capricorn. So of course, that's what we're in right now is Mercury Capricorn retrograde. So of course, there would be delays and issues and 
just complete, you know, inconveniences, not a, a straight linear path to this happening. And I also think it's interesting because Mars is retrograde in Gemini and Mars in Gemini is the natal U.S.'s planet uh, placement. So in the U.S. chart, there is Mars in Gemini and it falls in the seventh house of partnership. But in mundane astrology, it rules many things and uh, contracts, corporations, it rules other people in our lives. And um, just laughing, I can't even get to my own punchline. The seventh house also rules our open enemies, our enemies. So it can show us like what we don't like about people. And so there was something interesting about this really divisive, right? Like Mars retrograde in Gemini in our house of open enemies and partnerships and, and contracts sort of ending in this like almost comical, like felt like a farce brawl. Hello? This is interesting. So also a lot of you sent me, and let me know your thoughts on this. I am sure there's probably more angles of astrology to a study there. But again, like, like I said, your girl was really nerding out. I was trying to look at a lot of you DM me about there was an FAA computer outage that brings U.S. flights to a standstill as many departing planes were grounded. Mercury retrograde still striking again. I saw that there's, I think, been like a lawsuit or a file claimed against Southwest for all the delays of the holiday season. So Mercury be retrograding like hard. It's such literal astrology. And then I saw something today pop up about abolishing the IRS. Like what? Truly, I know nothing about this. I did not have time to read into it. But I saw something where there's a GOP bill to abolish the IRS, eliminate like income tax, do something. It feels sketch. It feels like the burden's going to lie on us. This is like another loophole. And this just feels, you know, we know with the Uranus and North Node in Taurus, which rules money, with the South Node in Scorpio that rules taxes, we, so we might see some kind of tax reform. This is not what I was hoping for. I got our order wrong. Um, I ordered like a frappuccino. Okay. <laughs> the the drive through menu order got a little messed up. So we'll see. We'll, we'll keep our eyes and ears out for that. But lots of astrological happenings. Thank you for all of you who slide in my DMs. I love hearing what you see in the news that kind of like lines up with the astrology. And thank you all for bearing with me. I can feel my brain is a little tired from um, the webinar. But let's talk about the moon, right? Let's just cozy up with Mama Moon, with La Luna, what we can expect. The day this podcast comes out, um, February, Friday is the word I was looking for, the 13th, we have the moon in Libra. Now, a lot of you already do this, but I'm going to just preface this. When we talk about the moon, of course, it's our emotional weather. It's how we're feeling. But it's also a great thing to note for other people in your life, right? Your partner, your coworkers, your children. The moon affects us all, whether we're like listening to Cosmic Rx or not. So it's also a great way of understanding like, why is my partner being such a aunt today? It's like, oh, okay, I get it. They're having their own cancer full moon experience, but don't really know how to deal with it, right? So just, it's a great way. Um, I'm just also like, showing up really clearly for people we love. So Libra moon, all about relationships. What's better than a Venus day 
falling on Friday the 13th, the moon ruled by Venus. It's a juicy day. I would love to have everyone listening to this, if you're listening to it in time, do some kind of self-care, self-love ritual for this Friday the 13th. I'm going to talk about why it's a very special day to honor your inner magic, to honor the part of you that's connected to all of creation and to like intuition and to the divine. And so yeah, Libra moon on that, do something that makes your life feel more beautiful, more balanced and more harmonious. And just like honor your inner beauty, please bring that to your relationships. We're going to look out for Libra moon days sometimes can let make us feel really indecisive. We can feel kind of airy and spacey. So just keeping you know all of that in mind. And then we're going to be in that Libra moon energy through Saturday and into early Sunday morning. So we love a Libra moon, like, you know, quasi weekend, Friday and Saturday, lots of opportunities for beauty to make things feel better to, you know, take someone you love out on a date, whether that's romantic or not. We just love an excuse to get dressed up. Okay. I, I always do. Then we have Scorpio Moon Sunday. So we enter Scorpio Moon Sunday at around 7 a.m. Eastern time. And that stays on to Monday into Tuesday afternoon around lunchtime, 12.32 p.m. So for that Sunday, Monday, and half of Tuesday, Scorpio Moon, we might feel like investigating something, maybe with some of our emotions. We want to go deep, want to go down a rabbit hole. Scorpio Moon, we might be craving intimacy in some way. Um, we might feel called to like mm, do something where we like want to transform a part of ourselves. Um, Scorpio moon, again, sensual, sexy energy. You might be feeling a little dark, a little mysterious, a little black moon Lilith, a little like Angelina Jolie, Amy Winehouse aesthetic, you know, and Scorpio moon days are a great day to get witchy, pull out the tarot cards, pull out the crystals, pull out the pendulum, do that investigating in the etheric realm. What we're going to look out for, Scorpio moon days can make us feel moody and angsty, it's giving Claire Danes in my so-called life. It can make us feel like, uh, it's giving me Winona Ryder and Heathers. It's really like, if you're like super young, you're like, what are these references? Look it up. You'll understand the mood board. And you know, we want to just be aware of where we can be being in that kind of like victim-y state or paranoid or where we feel like we're being attacked in some way. So then we lash out with that Scorpio stinger. Just like we're going to just try to just be aware of that and, and not do that. And maybe we give our inner teens some love that day. I don't know why I'm just picturing this like really teenage archetype coming through that day. And I would love to give that. We talk about inner child a lot, but let's give our inner adolescent some love those days. Then things get a little brighter, a little broader as we go into Tuesday the 17th, moon and Sag at 12.30. And that goes in through Wednesday and through Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time with those Sag moon days. So those days we're feeling, we got a little bounce, maybe it'll happen in our step. We're feeling optimistic. We're feeling like, okay, the glass, she is half full after all. And, you know, we always say however deep you go during Scorpio moon days is how 
fly, how fly, how high you can fly. Oh my God. During Sag moon days. So I encourage everyone to do something that kind of shakes off the dust of your brain those days. Like, you know, do some travel research, go like, we're about to start doing our vision boards for that new moon in Aquarius coming up. So maybe start doing some vision board, like research on Pinterest that really like activates that Sag moon energy, you know, listen to a podcast about something, spirituality, something from a different culture, something, go to a different restaurant, right? Like get out of the comfort zone, Sag moon days, watch something that makes you laugh. Like, oh my God. My sister just introduced me to some of my Birbiglia stand-up, and it's just like, yeah, like, Sag Moon Days, laugh, but learn at once. And that's what I like, storytelling and stand-up with certain people. And we're going to look out for those days, just being flighty, flaky, just being mindful of, these are the days that Mercury's going to be going direct, so we still want to be really careful of what we say and slow down. And make sure we don't get in one of those like moments where we wish we could just rewind and like eat our words. And yeah, I think, I think that's good. And then obviously Thursday afternoon at two o'clock, we go into the cat moon. So cat moon, we will officially be in Aquarius season at this time. And so this cat moon is going to help us, you know, get some shit done, take care of some business, tackle something you've been procrastinating on, but again, not in that full forward motion because we're still coming out of the Mars retrograde, but we might feel like kind of ready to, to do a little bit, to take a few steps like in the right direction or really get clear of their planning that like kind of behind the scenes work we've been doing. And then we're just going to look out for um, being overly hard on ourselves during those days because sometimes cat moon days, we can just be a little tough on um, your little inner self be nice. Be nice to you. Okay. Wow. I'm really surprised that I'm making it to this pot. I'm like, guys, my baddies, sorry, not guys, my baddies, my cuties. I am so appreciate you. I feel like I'm delirious right now in some ways. Okay. Let's talk about the planetary planning. Let's talk about why I'm delirious for a lot of reasons. This double retrograde. Okay. It's good. We learned what we had to learn. We saw what we needed to see, and hopefully we're ready to integrate and move on. So let's get the the calendars out, circle them. Obviously, at the time of this recording, we talked about it last week, but the 12th, Mars goes direct. Amazing. And then on the 18th, January 18th, Mercury retrograde ends. So I really want you to do this looking back. What have you learned in the part of your chart that has Gemini? What have you learned since October 28th? I've learned a lot. I learned a lot. And having that Mars retrograde in Gemini, it just made us like rethink so many things. It might have effed with your brain and your mindset a little bit, but maybe in something that was showing you, something that was there below the surface or something that you didn't realize you were holding onto or something that might have been blocking you from fully moving forward, right? With all like, you know, full throttle, completely open, ready for the next chapter maybe it brought up some irritation, frustration, fighting even, or a struggle or thing of being like, you know what? I need to like cool it. I need to take a break from this person. I need to put up some boundaries. What did you learn? What did you learn? Or maybe you were on a project writing or putting together a podcast and maybe you felt kind of a weird slowdown happened from the universe. That's fine. 
That's not a sign to stop. It was a sign to reflect, kind of regroup, get some new information, and then get in alignment, and we will start to move forward. So that I want you to look at. And then, of course, I want you to look at what started on around December 29th. What have we learned during this retrograde cycle? And then Mercury is going to stay in Capricorn until February 11th. So again, whatever we learn during this time, we're going to start to take those steps. And around February 11th, we are going to feel some more forward motion. So that's great. We love that. And like I said, with the Mars retrograde, it's going to take time to move. Okay. So I don't want anyone to expect like, or get hard on themselves, right? Why is it January 13th and things still don't feel like they're moving? Well, we have Mercury still retrograde and Mars takes a little time, right? We've been sitting cross-legged. We've been really got to, we got to shake it out, shake out the pins and needles, get the blood flowing, stretch, and then walk and then jog, and then we can run. Something else to know, I don't always get into this astrology because just for time's sake, obviously, if you want the more of the day-to-day transits, we have that available in our moon guide and our cosmic RX texting. But on the 18th, same day Mercury retrograde ends, the sun is going to conjoin Pluto. So that, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Be aware of like power dynamics, getting involved and just, it's just not, it's not going to end well. Like you don't need to prove your power to anyone. Step away. The situation may resolve itself sooner rather than you think. Um, It also might bring up old insecurities. It might bring up shadow energy or it might bring a secret to the surface. Like sun conjoining Pluto can bring things you know, showing what lies in the shadows. So just taking good care of your energy those days, work on being as direct as possible. If you are someone who feels like you have a secret in the shadows or something you don't want to be exposed, you could get ahead of that for sure. And just to be really careful, really intentional with your communications. I'm going to keep saying that, but that's like a big theme for the week. All right. So, you know, all this Capricorn energy to end out Capricorn season we end this last week with a Friday the 13th, which I think is really beautiful. Capricorn is a season that we kind of associate with the the traditional things that are kind of ruled under this like theme of the patriarchy a little bit sometimes, business, structure, government, tradition, the way things have been. So this Friday the 13th during Capricorn season feels like a really beautiful opportunity to kind of figure out like, where are we tearing that down a little bit? How can we think of those same Capricorn structures, business, government, systems, traditions, and bring some healing energy to them and think about how we can bring in more energy like compassion, care, right? Intuitive, knowing, creation, joy, rest, you name it. What are some of the things we want to bring into those spaces? Uh, So Friday the 13th, like I started off the podcast with saying, you know, I know a lot of people are scared of Friday the 13th. Um, I know people who have had big meetings or birthdays that fall on that date and they get really freaked out and it's cursed. And I just want to sort of address that and break that down so we don't have to have that fear or that trepidations, um, trepidation over it and also realize it's actually a really powerful day. It's a beautiful day. So before like, you know, our kind of modern patriarchal times, before the time of Constantinople, uh, Friday the 13th was honored to be this day of the goddess. And we know 13 is a number very associated with the goddess. We think about there's 13 
moon phases in a year, even there's 12 months, there's 13 moon phases. And 13 is a number having a lot to do with death and rebirth. And usually that's because the actual number 13 kind of falls in the middle of a, of a moon cycle or that 13, 14 time, which is this balancing of the old and the new. And yet 13 was connected to, like I said, the moon, the feminine, and then Friday itself was the day that was ruled by Venus and a day to connect into Venus. So Friday the 13th kind of became this ultimate day in the celebration of, you know, the great mother, the divine feminine, the cosmic womb space, um, however you want to phrase it. And somewhere along the way, it became deemed as unlucky. And some people say it has something to do with the Knights Templar. I don't even know if that's real or just something from like Da Vinci Code. I mean, I know the Knights Templar, but the story, um, some people have something to, to, that had something to do with Friday was the day Eve ate the apple. And I'm like, wow, even if that's true, say less. Let's keep doing it. I like it. Forbidden fruit energy. Some people talked about like the 12 disciples eating with Jesus, 12 plus one, it's unlucky. I don't I don't really know where and when exactly that they made this like day, this like superstitious evil day. But I do know that before Christianity came along, Friday the 13th was a very powerful day to celebrate out all of our innate energy, this feminine energy to connect to nature, to connect to creativity, to connect to the moon, to healing, to celebration, to death and rebirth, and where we all get this like moment to embody that and to really tap into this like magical power. So for all of you listening, if you're resonating with this, you know, I would recommend three things. Do something to feel creative, do something to feel sensual, and do something to feel intuitive. It's a great way to work with this energy and also reclaim this day. Because Friday the 13th, it's so so classic. So we're reclaiming it. We're not scaring. We're not being scared off by it. Maybe we even want to like rock some rose quartz, wear some pink lace, satin, silk, like leather, like what feels like that goddess energy to you. And you know, I don't know, tag me in a photo of you dressing up like a goddess for Friday the 13th. I hope this helps. I hope this made sense. I hope this whole podcast made sense. TBH. Thank you all for always riding with me and being real and being understanding and being amazingly supportive. So let's you know, move through this week with grace. Let's move through this week with just understanding that there is an energy shift, but we, we haven't fully you know, entered that new chapter yet. And on that note, I will also talk about Aquarius season next time, but I thought this episode, we're just wrapping up Capricorn all of these retrogrades, Friday the 13th, but I'm so excited to talk about my water bearers, my alien angels of the Zodiac, my Aquariuses. I love you all, my Aquarii. So until next week, you know what I'm doing, sending you love, wrapping you in stardust, putting out big prayers, blessings for hot, juicy sex, big fat checks for all of us. And till next time. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, 
and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.